just another brother off the boat. You ain't for the family, guess it shows. All these friends are low key like my foes. No, I don't wanna talk, I want the smoke. Hey, hey, just another brother off the boat. You ain't for the family, guess it shows. All these friends are low key like my foes. No, I don't wanna talk, I want the smoke. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Preacher's Hour podcast. Yeah, back. we are here. We're back again for another episode. Um, man, so just uh, just one thing. Uh, today's been really crazy. Today's been insane. Uh, we had to figure out how to do the podcast because we're committed to the podcast. Yes. Um, but my backpack and my laptop and all my recording things were either lost or stolen. Stolen by some terrible person who needs to go back <laughs> and feel terrible and guilty. <laughs> Uh, so we had to, we had to actually rig this whole session up, like, completely, and, uh, it took a while, it took about an hour and a half to, to complete, hour and 45 minutes, actually, yeah, because we started around, like, 120-something, and it's, like, 250, yeah, it's um, about to be 3 o'clock, so, I just want you guys to know that Jeff and I put a <laughs> lot of effort into this podcast, yes. Um, and we do it because, uh, we love it and we feel like our conversations have, uh, can be good for, for those who listen. Yeah. Uh, it can really change the way your perspective or at least give you, um, a different perspective, uh, from our point of view. I mean, even if it's wrong, even if you, dig- even if you disagree with us, I think it's still good to have a, um, to, for us to do this so that you can hear our thoughts mm-hmm. and then also you can chime in. We have the Instagram, um, give them the handle, Jeff. Uh, preachers underscore hour on, on Instagram and like we got we finally got on iTunes everybody we finally got on iTunes and uh, somebody left us a review on yeah. iTunes which please do that yeah by the way that please, was really amazing. finally on there please leave us reviews and somebody left us an idea on yeah. what to do which we were definitely gonna do an episode on that idea no person who did that we appreciate you uh, B bone 1978. 1978? <laughs> yeah, we appreciate, we appreciate you. you. Um, no doubt. Yeah, so to get into the episode, because we take very long to get into our our episodes. Yeah, we do. Um, shout out to my wife. <laughs> we, we love you. Yeah, we are going to talk about marriage today. Um, we've been doing episodes on like stuff going on in the culture, which is cool. We're going to take a break from that a little bit and just do a topic that is obviously important to me and Brandon as two married men of God, but I think it's also important for um, single people to hear this conversation no doubt. as well. No doubt. Yeah. We're talking about a couple different aspects of, of marriage. All right, what are we talking about? So, first of all, my wife and I just a couple of days ago celebrated our four-year anniversary. Woo! Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. go. Made it. I don't know how. Only God knows how we got to this point. Hey. Because your boy's an idiot. Add in emo- <laughs> clapping emojis. <laughs> yes. And the hand to the face emoji. <laughs> yes, because my wife is amazing um, for putting up with me. Hey. But we're gonna talk about uh, like fighting in marriage. Arguing, like, I think. Arguing. Fighting, yeah, fighting is a strong. But I do word. believe that there are some marriages out there where people are actually like fighting. Fighting, <laughs> fighting. Yeah, because yeah, I would say arguing or going through conflict, dealing with conflict. Yeah. In marriage, um, like being friends in your marriage, like your friendship yeah. in your marriage. Yeah, yeah. And then for us specifically, in our context, doing ministry together with our spouses. No doubt. Um, no. So we'll just go down the list and these one at a time. <clears throat> All right. So be, you're, 
Seven years in? Yeah, seven years. Me and Jess been rocking. And, uh, man, uh, shout out to my wife, man. I, I don't feel like I shout her out enough. Um, she, is a, she is an amazing woman. Um, awesome woman of God. Amazing uh, wife and mother. Um, phenomenal preacher. Yes. Uh, she could just get down, man. Like, she knows how to handle the word of God. She's a superhero. And, uh, <laughs> like, I, I appreciate all that she does. Um in the family and in the ministry. So yeah, seven years rocking, man. Uh, and I feel, I feel a little bad because like, as I got, um, as I got my call to preach and I felt like God was telling me to, you know, to, to be called out among the called out. Uh, I, I kind of like took off, you know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I went on to like my, uh, some like seminary for myself and like kind of like got understanding of God and like the Bible and how to use it, um, by myself. And like, I feel she tells me a lot that she was like, I just felt like you left me. Like you were just, you and your, you and your brothers were like on this journey and I was like far in the dust. And I'm like, man, but like now she's on the journey with me. Uh, and it's funny cause now she looks at certain people and she's like, I just feel like I left them. Like you left me. And I'm like, first of all, let's get it right. I didn't, I never left. <laughs> I you. never left. I never <laughs> left. Uh, there was a time where, you know, you didn't really want to do this whole thing. Um, and now you do. And, uh, that's, it's it's beautiful to come to the conclusion that like okay God you called me to do something uh, outside of my norm and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it I'm gonna rock with it. I'm gonna trust you and like move in that direction so uh, yeah I can relate to that because my wife and I went through the same thing um, I I got really I've always been like kind of into like the word and learning yeah. and God and stuff like that and then I got really heavy into it like even before our marriage but then like in our marriage I got like I was like I was about it. So I was Laser just focus. zooming. <laughs> I just naturally have an ability to retain a lot of information yeah. as it is. Historians, man. Yeah, I know. And my wife is extremely intelligent, but yeah, she has yeah. a certain way of learning that's different from mine. Mm. Right. And so I was just kind of like zooming with, you know, God and the Bible and things yeah, like yeah. that and preaching. I started preaching and stuff like that. And so she was just kind of like, well, I'm just over <clears> here, <throat> you know, waiting for you to help me and i'm like no you'll figure it out you're good which is wrong it'll come to you don't yeah. even worry about it and it led to many arguments yeah um but like by the grace of god my wife has um gotten really passionate about god and yeah. is learning on her own and, and we're able to do stuff together have conversations together um it helps when we're serving together now yeah so it's just been, and y'all honestly yeah. y'all look beautiful doing it like uh, i don't Jeez. know if you ever like noticed it but uh, you and your wife compliment each other. Uh, one thing I love about your uh, the marriage is like in areas where you lack, she excels, and in areas where she lacks, you excel. Mm. Um, and then areas where you both lack, you guys show a lot of grace to each other. Um, right. And you only you only get to see that like when people are literally walking together. Like when people have like two different careers and they're doing their own thing, you don't get to see it. When they do ministry together, you get to see mm. that. So. Uh, so yeah, let's get into these. Uh, the first question. Yeah, as far as like arguing in your marriage. So first of all, we're obviously talking about marriage from the Bible's perspective. A man and a woman. Man and a woman. One man, one man and man. one woman. No polygamy. No Couldn't open even marriage. Polygamy. Was... Heck, no, that's insane. Solomon, I don't know how he did that. I have no idea. But um, <laughs> he was a king. That's what yeah. She can't be regular. <laughs> <laughs> but. As far as like a biblical model of marriage, a man and a woman, and even people can debate on on that as far as like the roles of men and women and yeah, yeah. 
misogyny and, and patriarchy, male dominated stuff. We're not going to get into that. But um, just for everybody who's married and not married, I think it's important to understand like what it's supposed to look like and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So um, how, first of all, should there be arguing? Should there be conflict? Should there be fighting even in a marriage? I think it, um, it's, you have to, like, there has to be arguments because you're two different people. Yes. Uh, there's no way that, uh, you can come into a, into a contract or into a covenant, not a contract, Mm -hmm. into a covenant with someone who's different from you, grew up differently, have different viewpoints and not have arguments. Um, they are inevitable. Most definitely inevitable. I mean, you just, when you look at people and how how we just as human as humans have this like since the fall like this broken trust between one another uh arguments are going to come out because you don't know if that person truly has like your best interest at heart you never you don't know if they're trying to be selfish or they're trying, you just don't know so in order for that to be um cleared up this is where i believe this is where arguments come they're not intended to divide you they're intended to bring you closer together and give understanding to uh, both husband and wife on what the husband is doing and why he's doing it, what the wife is doing and why she's doing it. And at the end, and it's nothing, arguments need to end. <laughs> yes. They should not continue. They should not continue. Con- they should not just be put on pause. <laughs> they need to be done. They need to end. I think yeah. uh, the worst things that, or one of the worst things that happen in marriage is that people will argue and like never actually resolve the issue for a million reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, personally in my marriage it's normally just because like we don't want to be mad at each other so we just kind of like stifle it and just like push it under the rug but it never got resolved so it's always coming back man yeah you're gonna be able to see that the the hump the the heap (laughs) of dirt under the rug eventually so uh and then you gotta address it and then you gotta clean it up like you have to actually get rid of it um so i do believe arguments um are going to happen in every marriage if you're not arguing your marriage something is wrong i was just about to say like yeah <laughs> it is it should be a part of your marriage yeah um if if you have people we never argue like something's wrong something's wrong somebody's One of y'all lying. Is lying somebody yeah, is somebody's lying. lying somebody's living their best life and, and somebody is lying just, yeah somebody's miserable yeah, like they hate it Oh man because um, like you said you are two different people trying yeah. to become one person so like literally both of you are dying so that one new person can, can live, come out yeah right yeah so that's going to be super messy that's going to be painful mm-hmm. that's going to be it's going to be a lot of conflict in there just okay. naturally um like you said you have two different upbringings two different ways of seeing the world mm-hmm. um i know for me and my wife in particular <laughs> like we we had an argument one time it was a big one probably the biggest one in our marriage oh wow and then we're getting real in here i thought it was resolved <laughs> but it wasn't it actually huh. wasn't, and, it, and the, I, literally probably a year later. Interesting. Like my wife was like, actually no, I'm still heard about that. this. I was like, oh, so we had to like actually talk about it and go back to revisit it, Ooh. reopen the wound, Gosh. and like finally be able to like, okay, like this is resolved, this yeah. is done. I still think there's gonna be scars from that. Um, it's definitely like a trigger point. Mm. Uh, Especially for her, because like, this is something that I did. I wronged her. And so I had to, like, own up to that. Yeah. And something that, that I've I've done, I have to deal with it. As far as, like, moving forward, there's always going to be times where she could potentially bring this back up. 
And it's like, I mean, that's something that you, you want to try to avoid. Like, my mm. people who are not married or who are newly married, like, you need to try to avoid hurting your spouse. And then something yeah. that you said also is just so big is that four years in, like, we're still learning to trust each other. Bruh. Like, to actually trust the person that they're not trying to hurt you. Yeah. That they do have your best interest in, in yeah, mind. Yeah, they're not trying to be selfish. Yes. Because I think, uh, I, think I believe that it's not always like I'm out to hurt you, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm more important. My my mm. stuff matters more than yours. Man. I don't think that it, I don't think that spouses are deliberately out to hurt each other, yeah. but spouses are trying not to get hurt, mm-hmm. and that's not good either. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, spouses are and in trying not to get hurt, what we end up doing is hurting our spouse. And we're trying to preserve self. Mm-hmm. I'm this prioritizing is, me over you. Over you, which mm-hmm. Christ tells us not to do. do that. It's like put system. everyone else's needs above your own. Um, and if you're not doing that and you have any reserve for yourself, man, that's even hard to say right now. Like, <laughs> it's tough. If you have any reserve for yourself, like you are in sin. Yes. Like, any. you're in the wrong. <laughs> yes. Because that person is fundamentally more important than you are, which is really weird to say because, like, if that person's more important than you, you're hoping, you're hoping that your spouse believes that you're more important than them, yes. so that it goes back and forth, it like it's a, it goes vice yeah. versa. But that's so. I think this has been a problem since Genesis chapter three, like literally oh, since yeah. mankind got kicked out of the garden and they and they were their eyes were <clears> open <throat> to good and evil. Now it's like I can't trust you yeah. completely, mm-hmm. and we're constantly for the rest of our lives living in that tension of like. Even if you've been married for 30 years, 40 years, my parents are coming up on 35 years of marriage. There are still moments where it's wow. like, I don't know if I can trust you. I feel like you're being self. I feel like you care about you more than well, I care yeah. about me. Like, that's always going to be a problem because we're stuck in our flesh. And we're, I don't think a big reason is we don't talk about this enough oh, in church. So as far true. as like, yo, you need to die to self Yeah. and put not just your, your partner's needs ahead of your needs they need to be in place of your needs your needs are gone you are dead and so i'm thinking about it jeffrey as a husband i'm called to love my wife like christ loved the church and gave himself for her christ died so that the church could live oh that means that i have to die so that my wife can can live. live my wife's needs are like not just in front of mine they are like they are mine now they are in her needs are my needs and then she has to submit to me meaning that she dies and that my needs are hers Mm -hmm. so it's like if we're truly doing that then it's not just that oh my needs are met and your needs are met like it actually adds up to more it's like one plus one equals three Hmm. it's not just like okay mine's met you're met one plus one equals two it's actually exceeds the the sum is greater than than its parts The whole is greater than its, than its yeah, parts, if I can explain you. that better. Um, Dang, that's deep. And it's it's super hard to do. Oh, no doubt. Especially because we don't talk about it. And we're not taught this. No. And you're not really shown it as much not as you all. would like. Like, um, even for me, like, I, I uh, one of the arguments my wife and I have, uh, or had had, uh, I guess it's still kind of ongoing, but it's about, like, me honoring her in front of, like, my oh, peers. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, my so wife I and I, you. yeah. So my wife and I, we co we co direct um, the youth group, and sometimes like 
as a male, I'm always honored mm-hmm. just because I'm the dude. Naturally. So, yeah. like, people are like, oh, Pastor Brandon this, Pastor Brandon this. They don't understand that, like, Jessica is right alongside with me. She's not she's not my assistant. Yeah, she's not behind you. She's, she's not behind right me. Next she's right next to mm-hmm. me. So we do this thing together. So it's like, no, if you're going to be like Pastor Brandon, you need Pastor Jessica as well. If you're going to be like, uh, you know, you know, Director Brandon, like, you need to give her the same respect as me. So sometimes people will, like, say, um, they'll say, like, you know, uh, Brandon is out there doing this, 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 this with the youth. And sometimes, subconsciously, I'm not trying to, like, take all the shine, mm-hmm. but subconsciously, I'll just say, thank you, thank you so much, you know. Um, I've been out here trying to do this, 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 getting the kids together, da, da, da. And, like, totally neglect mm-hmm. the fact that I'm not doing this by myself. Like, I just, I just, it just blank yeah. out. So I, my wife and I were just talking about this. She was like, like, you have to understand, husband, as my husband, <laughs> people are going to see you as, like, the dominant figure. Like, you are, like, the head, which is true. But at the same time, like, don't forget that, like, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. The head attached to a body. A whole one. <laughs> a whole one. So it's like, don't think that, like, you can do this by yourself. And it's like, yeah. oh, but I never thought that I was doing this. Like, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't intentionally, like, not mention your name like it just slipped my mind and what i've learned is that because of the culture i grew up in Mm -hmm. where males were dominant in the church and like only males were the ones to do anything if you were a female you just didn't say anything you didn't do anything in the church um and now that i'm in a context where and under i'm in a context and in an understanding that women do have a voice in the church my wife's voice is really really strong not just in the church but even in our family like yeah I don't just lead my family like just, just I make all the decisions and yeah. that's it. Sad thing is like if anything goes bad, it all falls back on me no matter what. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like we both have voices and like we have to utilize those. So anytime I'm not um, honoring her, someone's honoring me for what I do with with kids and the youth, and I don't mention her, like it hurt her. It right. it hurt her deeply, and she was just thinking like, man, like he just don't care. Like I'm just. Oh, I'm just nothing, huh? Yeah. I ain't nothing to you. Like, I, oh, I didn't help put that together. I didn't put all those names in the mentor program for you. I didn't do Like, oh, okay. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I will make sure that I mention you. Yeah. But, like, just being able to to understand that and say, okay, no, this is hurting my wife. And she brings this up. Now, okay, now we're, we're having an argument because she's saying that, like, I'm not honoring her because I want all the glory. I'm letting her know, like, no, it's never I want the glory. It's. I'm just not thinking about it. But now that you brought it to my attention, mm-hmm. I'm more aware. I'm going to do my best to remember every single time that I'm honored to make sure that I mention that you are a huge part of why I can even be honored or why mm-hmm. any, why anyone would even put my name in their mouth is not just because of me, but because of you as well. Yeah, I think uh, that's – thank you for your transparency, number one, bro. Man. Like, that's, that's dope. I didn't I mean to go that deep. I'm sorry, guys. But I think, I think that's important. I think – one thing that we do in church is we we present a, a, a false version of ourselves. Yeah. That includes our marriages. That includes our families. Mm-hmm. Even our family could be struggling, and we're gonna present Bruh. that we're doing great, right? Kids are huh. kids are wilding out, but we're not gonna show that Mm-mm. at church because we need to look a certain way. Instead of being like, "Yo, we're human. We're struggling." Because mm-hmm. like one thing I don't want to do as a married person is give a single person the wrong view of marriage man i don't want to do that so like single person you need to understand marriage is hard work man if i give you any advice don't do it it's if you can not do it don't do it and i'm not saying that somebody who's like regrets it 
or I, I love my decision. I'm, I love my wife. I'm glad I got married to her. Yeah. But it's so hard. Yeah. There's a reason why Paul says, if you're going to do the work of the ministry and work for God, like, if you cannot get married, don't. Because it's going to make it way harder. Yeah. And it does. It does. Yeah, we got to be honest with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, if, if you are a person listening to this podcast and you believe that you've been called to the ministry, uh, wouldn't they get to realize that you have not necessarily been called to be married. Like, mm-hmm. not every human being is supposed to be married. Uh, I don't. I think that's another misconception. That's the problem is. with our society is that we look at single people like something's wrong with them. Like, yeah. they have a plague. You're like, oh, you, you, you're 35, you still ain't married? You're yeah, 40, no you still ain't married? Like, that's not the goal of this Christian life. Like, no. like you don't... It's, it's more of our society and our current culture, culture. that we're living in yeah. that puts that on us. No don't feel like something's wrong with you if you're single. Please. Nothing's wrong with there you. There is nothing wrong with you. You're actually in the best position to serve God. Yeah. And it's not that you can't serve God if you're married either. True. Like, I, I, I do think that it's, but it's the Bible probably the most... But doesn't the Bible say you can't serve two masters? It don't... Man. <laughs> Brandon crazy. Okay. He's trying to get us in trouble with our wives. I'm not falling for that. But I will say that I think it's important to recognize that you don't have to be married to be a real Christian or oh, to, like you're not more Christian than somebody who's because you got married. Mm-mm. Like that's not that's not how guys can look at. There's or no less marriage Christian in heaven. because you got because you got married. Right, that either. Like there's <clears throat> either way. If if you feel called to it, if you feel like I I want to be with this person, I made this choice, mm-hmm. or like the Bible says, you're burning with desire and you can't not. Well, we live in <laughs> we live in a very sexualized culture True. where it's difficult to imagine life without sex. If that's the case, if you can't imagine life without sex, then you need to get married. Yeah. And you need to have sex just with that person. Yeah, don't. Not outside of it. Don't be out here floozing it up. But recognize that sex is a very small part of marriage. Oh. It went, is. Oh, you went there. I did. You went there. Okay. It is a part of the marriage. It is not the point <laughs> of marriage. And if you think it is, you're going to, it's going to leave a lot of conflict. Because yeah. you need to, when you do premarital counseling, people, like, you need to make sure that you try to address, like, all of these issues before you get married. Yeah. That's like, actually a good segue into the next question yeah. as well. So one thing that's super important in marriage that I did not know until probably this last year, right? I'm four mm-hmm. years in, is that friendship is a huge part of your marriage. Girl, say that. It is it's literally the thing that keeps <clears throat> your marriage going. It is. It it's is. not romance. It's not you're not gonna always have these strong, like passionate emotions towards your spouse and do all these candlelit dinners and sometimes stuff just be basic. It'd be real (laughs) like that ninety percent of our life as me and my wife is sitting watching something on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime (laughs) or Plus or whatever and just binge watching a show, eating some cereal Mm -hmm. in the bed. Like just doing real homie just stuff. Just sitting down, like, both on our phones, like, yo, you see this? Isn't this hilarious? Like, <laughs> like just, just, just talking about random stuff. Yeah. It is literally just hanging out with your friend. Yeah. That's what marriage is like most of the time. It's hanging out with the homie. If they're not your homie, oh, good luck. That's, and that's the thing about, like, as you said, like, basing marriage, this is for all the dudes and some of the women, but mostly mm-hmm. for the dudes. Yeah. Marriage is not sex no marriage is not even sexy <laughs> like if we can be honest uh like i i understand like marriage for for me like sex is a huge part of my marriage mm-hmm. but at the same time it's good to I be honest to, about it yeah but i had to be i had to be real and think like 
okay, if, if sex is huge to me, I wonder if, like, if it's huge to my wife. Mm-hmm. And then after talking to her, it's not that big of a deal, which shocked the mess out of me. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean it's not a big deal? Like, that's the greatest thing in the world. But she was like, I would rather, like, spend quality time with you and, like, we're just, you know, walking through a park or, mm. like, walking through the mall um, or just, like, enjoying a delicious meal together um, than have sex. And I'm thinking... Yeah, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> but on the real, what I've come to find out in the seven years we've been married is like, like those sex is amazing, but the times, like I don't ever like reminisce about mm-hmm. times we've had sex. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like once or twice when yeah. it was just like absolutely amazing. Yeah. But most of the time it's like my reminiscing comes back to the points where like we were like walking through a park and mm-hmm. we were just talking or um, when she, uh, we went to, um, we went to Atlanta and like we're mm-hmm. on a plane together and it was just me and her like got to chop it up. Yeah. Uh, like those are the moments that I remember. Yeah. Like sex is a, like when I think when I if I'm like doing like a memory bank or like a storage bank in my mind, it's literally like this whatever yeah. the smallest thing is like that's that's gonna be that's like the yeah. memories you of sex. You rarely really remember it, um, but you do. I remember multiple walks that I've had with my wife. Oh I'm man, walks like um, a big part of of being friends and then being married is like learning your spouse's <laughs> love language. Oh, so for my wife, it is like quality time. Yeah, that is massive for her. It is. And for me, the sucky part is I'm very selfish with my time. Like, yeah. I, there's a million things that I want to do with my time, mm-hmm. which just even saying that sounds crazy. But when I've learned that I have to die to self, you ain't got no time. So I, it's not my time. It's not. My wife deserves. If she wants 95% of it, that's hers. I'll give it to her. I still got to give it to God as well. Mm-hmm. God, she ain't going to get all of it. She has to recognize that. But yeah. If if I have to choose between like hanging out with other friends or hanging out with my wife, I have to choose her. Yeah, even me, and it hurts sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I'm mm-hmm. like, Jeff, going to leave me. Yeah. Selena be like, yeah, you, hey, come home now. Yeah. I was like, all right, bro. Uh, but that, that it is huge. Like it's yeah. uh, When you know your, your spouse's love language, it definitely helps you to love them better mm-hmm. to like really be friends with them and be a better friend to yes. be a better friend improve, improve uh, friendship. i would even say like i mean it's kind of off topic but even knowing your your friends love languages mm-hmm. like it's not only about like just like sex and like marital love languages like, but no no knowing how, your your friends yeah. knowing how people like to be loved because like um if my wife's like love language is like gifting or is not gifting but for some reason i just feel like i want to shower with all these gifts She's still gonna be like, man, we don't never do nothing together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I, I dropped a thousand dollars on you. It's like, yeah, we don't never really do it. I'm like, no, you don't, you're a trip, and I I do this for you, I do that. But if it's in the long, if it's in the wrong language, I don't care how many times you're saying I love you, I don't know what yeah, you're saying. You're saying it in Chinese. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, know what you're saying. saying. Like, I, I wish, like, I see, I see the passion in your face. I yeah. see like the, the 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 excitement in your eyes, mm-hmm. but I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. So when you know how to speak your your spouse's love language. That is huge because you can love them in that. But the same thing, on the same, on the other side of the same token, coin, whatever you say, Mm -hmm. is, (laughs) is once you know it and then you don't do it, fam, you want to talk about arguments. Yes. That will lead to a lot of arguments. So even for like Jess and I, like I know that one of her love language is gifting. Um, More, more than that is like words of affirmation. Mm, That's mine. It's a big one for me. I could yeah. care less, but because, and this is the sad thing, is like because I don't really care for people to tell me good job or like way to go, um, or like I appreciate, like, because I don't care for that, and Jessica does, I have to like rewire my brain mm-hmm. 
or like hope that God will do a work in my mind mm-hmm. and will say like, look, no, no, I'm gonna help mm-hmm. you love your wife the way that she wants to be loved, or help you love your wife the way that mm-hmm. I created her to be loved. So when I know that her love language is words of affirmation, it is now my job as a husband in order to resolve conflict or um, or avoid it mm-hmm. is to give her words of affirmation. Yeah. And there's gonna be times when when we forget, like we just be like on our own, like. Man, I wonder, why, I wonder why my wife and I ain't had sex in like two months. I wonder why me and my wife ain't done that. And you're sitting there thinking like, what the heck is going on? You're like, dang, when was the last time I told her that I loved her? Mm-hmm. When was the last time that I told her that she's a great mom? When was the last time that I told her that she's a good dancer? Like I literally just told her that the other day and she was like, oh, really? I'm a good dancer? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you didn't know that? She was like, I thought you thought I was goofy. I was like, I never told you you were a good dancer? She's like, never. I'm like, oh, dang. Yeah. I feel terrible. I mean, even though I gave her the compliment, but... Mm-hmm. My wife, like, I don't know, for all you people out there listening, my wife can dance. Like, she's, she can gig, she can get down. Um, but she never heard me say that. And when I said it last night, I was like, wow, I don't even know the last time I like, gave you words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So, like, now I'm like, I have to make it a point to always tell you, like, you know, that you're good at this or you're great at this. Like, this is what, this is what I see in you. And, like, that goes far with her. And I feel like that's what sparks back up our marriage like being mm-hmm. able to talk to her in that way in the language that she understands and it's yeah. funny because our we're kind of the opposite me and my wife like she doesn't really even want compliments she kind of does but she's not really her thing mm. and mine is and so for her she doesn't naturally think about telling me i'm doing a good job or yeah. telling me a good good job or whatever so then i'm not getting it and i'm just like oh, man <laughs> oh, come oh, on oh, tell oh. me i'm doing good old puppy dog yeah which is like <laughs> you know She's getting better. We're both we're both learning with that. But just yeah. like that was one of the hardest things I had to learn was and here's the crazy part, fellas especially, dudes. Like, if you love your wife in her language and you meet her needs, like mm-hmm. in our case, my case, it's like give my wife quality time. Yeah, yeah. She will let me do what I want to do. Oh, bro. Like, I'll actually get what I want. That's yeah. the craziest thing. It's like I used to be like, but if I <laughs> give you my time, I'm not gonna get any, yeah. and I'm not gonna get to do what I want to do. It's not true. But then if I, I found that if I actually, she's like, just give me one night a week. Mm-hmm. Give me a date night. Where it's just, you can't schedule anything on this night. This is our night. Yeah. And you give me this day. If you give it to me, you can have all the other days. Like, you'll be fine. And I'm like, all right, bet. So then <laughs> I've been doing that. And we've been, and then we, we do even extra days. I'll, I'll give her a Saturday. I'll give her, a yeah. two, you know. And, like, she will let me do things that I want to do. She'll be, like, supportive of it. Oh, yeah, go do that. Oh, wow. yeah, spend time. You want to do that? Go. Wow. And I'm, like, yo, this is crazy. Yo. That's, that's like, the example of, go. like, if I'm trying to make her needs my priority, my needs, mm-hmm. then she will actually, it'll encourage her to do the same thing for me. Yeah. yeah. And so then true. we both get what we want. And, then like I said, like, it, the, the, the whole is greater than some of its parts. Yeah. And it makes it even better. Yeah. Then I feel good. I'm meeting her needs, and I'm getting my needs met. It's just, it's just double good. And then, and then it's being done, not out of obligation. Right. It's being done out of truth. Because love. I actually want to. Exactly. So then, it's, when you have that mindset, I believe that this is what takes marriages to the next level. Mm-hmm. Like you do see people who have marriages, and you're like, and they are like always having fun together. Like they're always laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Uncle Rod and Nicole. Oh, like you just be they're like, just always... how do you? I remember a couple. A couple weeks ago, Uncle Rod got dropped off early because uh, Auntie Nicole had to go and um, she had to go teach somewhere, you know, because she got a doctorate degree. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> she had to leave, so she dropped them off. But like the exchange, I was just watching them from my window, and they were like in, uh, in the driveway, 
and the exchange they were having, like, Uncle Rob was being super weird, <laughs> but then Auntie Nicole was, like, looking at him, like, you are such a weirdo, but I love you so much, <laughs> but, like, I couldn't say what they, I didn't know what they were saying, I could just see, like, the way they were looking at each other, and, like, he gave her a kiss, and I was just like, I want that. Bro, I went to, I went to their house Wednesday? Yeah, it was Wednesday, yeah. so I got there, me and Uncle were gonna hang out for an hour, and I walk in, and, like, Auntie's sitting on his lap, and they're, like, he's, like, reading a letter or something, and, like, they looked like this young couple. These people were in their 50s. They've been married for 28 years. Dude. But they look like they, they're, like, newlyweds. Yeah. And they're just, like, just the joy. She's just on his, she's sitting on his lap. She's, like, got her arm around him. And he's just, like, holding her. And they're just, like, re- having this moment. Even though I was there. And they didn't stop for me. Right. Auntie said, hey. And they just kept going what they were doing. <laughs> I let them finish. And then Uncle's like, hey, Jeff. You know, hey, what's up, you know? <laughs> And then they resume, like, they didn't stop their moment, Mm-mm. because, like, they're, they like, truly, like, they're homies, like, oh. best friends, like, they, they genuinely are each other's best, best friends, friend. and they yeah. love doing everything together, they and it's, do. like, I want to I wanna make this clear, because uh, I think Greer put this in the Slack, and we had this really cool conversation on Slack with everybody in AV. Mm. You do not have to marry your best friend, like, marry somebody who you're already best friends with. Mm. I don't think you have to do that. I think that's great if you find yeah. out that you can do that bless god but one thing you do have to do whoever you get married to you it is your responsibility to cultivate a friendship okay. to the point where it becomes best your friend. best friend yeah nobody else should be your best friend inside outside of your spouse the thing is you that is super dangerous mm-hmm. either way guy or girl like if mm-hmm. it's like a if it's a husband and his homie is over his wife like that's still just as dangerous as yes. well probably a little bit less dangerous but <laughs> still dangerous when if your spouse feels like there's someone in your life more important than them, mm-hmm. then you have I made a that mistake. I made that mistake oh, many yeah. times early yeah. on. I've, I've learned. And I've learned. <laughs> I've learned, fam. I have learned. So the thing is, like, you really want to make sure that your spouse um, feels like they are your spouse. Because at the end of the day, if we are supposed to be a representation of Christ and the church, mm. like, well, how would you feel if Jesus was just like, yeah, I love the church, man, but, like, these, these heathens over here? Bro, if the church was his side chick... <laughs> If we was Jesus' side chick, bro. How would you feel? That's cold, Jesus. Dude, that's what we'd be doing to our that, spouse. That's how we do. And we can't, we have to be, we have to be mindful of that. Not mm-hmm. just husbands to wives, but wives to husbands. Yes. Like, your girlfriends shouldn't be the only people that you, like, are vulnerable with. You mm-hmm. know, like, sometimes I'd be like, man, like, my wife was going through all this and I had no clue. I, I feel like, dang, like, dude, I don't, I don't matter. Like, I don't, like, you're going through all this stress, all this depression and, like, only your girlfriends know, and then your girlfriends kind of mean, like, uh, what are you doing? Like, you need to talk to your wife. Like, why don't you ever go out? And I'm like, where is this coming from? Well, I was talking to your wife, and I was like, damn, I didn't, she didn't like, why? Like, yeah. you know, you just don't know. And so the thing is, like, husbands, be your wife's best friend and confidant, and be an actual confidant. Don't be yeah. a person that's like, your wife tell you everything, and then you go to your homies and be like, man, my wife be always, she's just tripping. <laughs> don't do that. That is not what, that's that's still gossip. Mm-hmm. No, that's your spouse. That's still gossip. Mm-hmm. And, like, God wants nothing of it. Like, And you're doing inti- intimacy with somebody else. That's really? a form of intimacy. If uh, I'm going and sharing stuff with you mm. that I don't share with other people, that's intimacy. Yeah. If I'm not doing that with my wife, that's a problem. Like, that's... me and my wife have gotten to the point where, like, we vent to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, we tell each other, like, what we're... And that was harder for me than it was for her. Really? It was easy for her to, like, tell me what everything she's dealing with, what she's struggling with, her stresses and all kind of stuff. For me, it was harder to do that. Hmm. 
I don't know why. It was just like I, I guess I felt like I can't. Both of us can't be struggling. One of us got to be strong or whatever, which is not which is stupid, because we actually think that there's there's weakness in being vulnerable, vulnerable. and it's not. It's actually a strength to be vulnerable, and it bonds you closer together and it makes you much better friends. No doubt. No um, doubt. And now I've gotten to the point where I I truly enjoy hanging out with my wife. Man, like honestly, I couldn't even. Like I miss her right now. Man, <laughs> other than my wife is like literally in the house, and I'm just like, all right, okay, let me hurry this thing up. Uh, but even still, like I I also I also feel like when you get to this point when you get to the point where your wife and your spouse is your best friend you are able to then like do true ministry for those who are christians um who believe in jesus you get to do like true ministry and you are killing them. on this segue game bro <laughs> you're just segueing this right into it just trying to get to my wife I feel uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're when 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 you're best friends, doing ministry with each other is fun. Yes. Like, it's never... It's another never. thing that you get to do together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, we get to spend more time together. And, like, fellas, don't get it messed up. Fellas and ladies, don't get it twisted. You can't use ministry time as, like, bonding time. I thought it did. <laughs> I tried it, guys. It don't work. It doesn't count as quality time. It's not quality time. I was time. sad. Like, it's, it's work. Like, mm-hmm. don't forget that, like, even working for the Lord, like, it's still work. And your spouse needs to feel like... No, we're spending time, time just for just for us, yeah. yeah. So, but in doing ministry together, what I found is just in enlightening and energizing is when I am like stuck in in whatever mood or whatever I'm in. When you're doing ministry with your spouse and like you don't have the energy or the capacity to do something, they can be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, don't even worry about it. I can handle this." Or let me pray for you mm-hmm. in this moment where most people. When you come to ministry work, they need you to be ready to work. They don't got time to be, which is sad. They need to make time for this, but they don't really have time for you to be depressed and sad. Like, you're about to go help a bunch of kids who are depressed and sad. So, like, you need to be ready to handle that. And sometimes we're just not. So, there's times when I have to go to church uh, or when Jessica and I are going to church. And I'm just, like, bone tired. I'm just, like, I'm just so tired. And though, like, she could preach to the kids. But, like, if I feel like the, uh, not if I, if we feel like whatever God has given, message given to me to give to the kids, like, I got to be the one to give it. Or she needs to be the one to give it. But if one of us is tired, what she did uh, a couple weeks ago was we were driving on the freeway. And she was like, is it, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. She was like, no, nah, I think there's something wrong. And I was like, I'm just, like, really tired. And I really don't feel like doing this right now. And she was like, all right, I'm going to pray for you. And literally, just, like, while we're in the car, just started praying. And I was just like, this ain't gonna work. Like, I'm too tired. Like, you just wanna pray. I just wanna go home. Like, can we just call in sick? Whatever, whatever. And we get to the church, and for some reason, all my energy is there. I'm just like on 10. Like, let's go. <laughs> like, I'm feeling all of it. And she's, uh, you know, she's kind of oblivious that, like, I got my energy back. And I just tell her, like, babe, thank you for praying for me. Because honestly, like, to be 100, I didn't think it was gonna work. I didn't think I was going to have the energy, but, like, because you prayed and because you were thinking of me, like, God was able to bless me with the energy that I need to proclaim his word. And uh, I think that came through you. So when you're doing ministry with your spouse, I think it's energizing to know that when you are drained, someone is there Mm -hmm. to energize you. And when you are struggling, someone is there for you to talk to. And if all else fails, someone can stand in your Mm -hmm. place and let people know about Jesus Christ. And I think yeah, that that's that's what it's all that's about. That's lit, man. I think uh, <clears throat> it, ministry's hard. No doubt. Doing ministry, like serving God's people, is very difficult. It's very draining. It's one of the hardest things you can do in life, I mm-hmm. feel like. Um, 
people need to understand that number one yeah so i think doing that by yourself is is difficult as it is i think it's great to have your spouse there with you to mm. pick up the load to carry it together yeah but you also have to be mindful that it's it can be very draining on your marriage true like bro i think it's i think it's worse if only one of you is doing it because then it's like it, it, the, your spouse who's not doing it is going to feel like it's pulling you away from them yeah right so then if you're doing it together that i've seen it firsthand it definitely helps yeah I've my wife started serving at yfc with with us yeah she was like, oh, okay, I get it. I get why you're doing this. I get why this means something I remember in the you. beginning, she was yeah, like, it was rough. Her. As soon yeah. as it's over, she was Where like. Where are you at? How come you ain't home? But then once she she started doing it herself, it empowered her, number one. But then she's like, okay, like, I get why this means so much to you. Like, I yeah. get what's going on. So I'm, I'm right here with you. And we're now just both full on together doing it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is taking time away from your marriage. It is. So you have to be mindful of that and acknowledge that, like, yo, sometimes we, need, we together need to take a break and make sure that we're putting our marriage as a priority because ministry should not come over your marriage. It should not be a higher priority than your marriage. It no, shouldn't. No, definitely. Your your marriage is your first ministry. Yeah. Um, and you need to keep that in line because at the end of the day, if you are a person who is devoted to the church but not your marriage, your ministry and your marriage will both fail. And you Man. have to like be aware that I get it. The church is great. The church is this, church is that, but you're not married to the church. Christ is. Christ is. Yo, it's not yours. That out today. <laughs> like, it's not like yours. It's, we treat the church like she's our bride. No, that's somebody else's that's bride. Somebody that's else's Christ's bride. bride. We're just watching her for him. Dude, we're just the eunuch. And what's yeah. crazy is like when I think about the church being Christ's bride and like we're just like caretakers of her until he returns. Mm-hmm. Like anything that we do with the church, um, in our own authority like as if we own the church mm-hmm. or that that this belongs to us and like we need to make sure that we're on guard like when christ comes back and sees you in that position i don't like if i was like if i entrust somebody to like watch over my house while i'm away at some conference speaking or doing whatever and then i tell you like oh you just go check on my house from time to time be there make sure the yard is clean whatever whatever make sure my family's safe and i come home and you're in the house like reading a bedtime story to my kids <laughs> tucking my wife in like i don't know how i feel about that like you're you've become over familiar with my stuff and i feel like the same thing is happening with uh men majority men in ministry but women too but majority men in ministry where you think these ministries belong to you and like you feel like if oh if i don't do this you know it's not gonna work and you neglect your own household for somebody else's wife like i'm almost like that's like that's some david stuff like you got a wife but you worried about somebody else's like no 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 the church is fine. Like if if the church is fine without you, yes. like you are not that intricate in any ministry to where God can't have someone else be raised up. But you are that intricate to your marriage. But you are to your marriage. So you better be handling that. Be there. Yeah. Do whatever you gotta do in your own marriage, um, and then handle the church. But it's which is what Paul says. Yeah. It's like uh, if anyone seeks to be an overseer, let him run his own house well. If you mm. can't run your own house well, if your marriage is falling apart keep your hands off yeah, the church please. <laughs> like, don't, you don't, don't mess that up like yeah. we got a good thing going here let this alone fix that and then you can come serve in these capacities so i think doing ministry with your spouse is amazing uh, you just have to be very mindful mm-hmm. you have to understand like first you have to understand that your marriage comes first and then in that like whatever arguments or whatever issues come up you need to resolve those 
first before trying to fix whatever is wrong with your ministry. Yes. If your marriage is messed up, your ministry is going to be far worse. So you can cover it for so long. But the idea is like if you are neglecting your marriage in order to serve God, God is not pleased. Mm. God's not like, oh, man, he left his marriage for me. Like, that's what I'm talking there about. There we go. No. God is not yeah. a God. Like, it's, because it's funny. I was just, when you say that, there's thing that verse where Jesus says, like, no one who has neglected father or mother or brother or sister for my sake, you know, you're going to get rewarded yeah. with more. But you didn't say that about your spouse because <laughs> you are one person. Yeah. So you can't, you can't be yeah. separated mm -hmm. from this person. Every other relationship in your life, you can forsake for the for the gospel yeah. for, for God, mm -hmm. but not your marriage. Not your marriage because you are one person. Even when it comes to unequally yoked marriages, mm. like he still he doesn't say, "Oh yeah, now that you become a Christian, you know, bounce." No, you become a Christian now, like be obedient, be submissive, so that your person, so that your spouse could be won over. Mm -hmm. Not okay. You you came to the Lord and you used to be like this whatever, and now like you came to the Lord and your life has changed. Oh, I gotta bounce up this relationship. No, no, no. Like, let your obedience to Christ be that that shows them the way to Him as well. So, uh, yeah, I hope that was. I hope that yeah, was. Yeah, I think that was cool. Hopefully, it was. You guys, let us know. Man, please give us some feedback. Um, we have gotten a lot of people listening to the podcast. Yeah, that is not a problem. But like, and we have certain conversations with some people. But like, I, I maybe we're not doing a good enough job of like encouraging you guys to like reach out to us and like yeah comment question like Ooh. you know whatever you want to do like hit us hit up. us up i i definitely think we need to do like a like a live like a maybe go on instagram live oh, on like, a type of, like a q a or something like that just just to get you guys more comfortable i guess with, yeah. with reaching out to us and i think people just need to see us uh see us in person doing these conversations because like Oh, if they saw this now, they'd be like, what the? Yeah, this uh, is kind of embarrassing. But, so I'm like, I'm... No, no, I, I think it's great. I mean, we did yeah. what we had to do to make sure yeah. that the uh, conversation still happened and the, and the content gets out. But we really do want you guys to to, to chime in and to, to comment, um, to leave reviews on whatever platform mm -hmm. you use to listen to this uh, podcast. But uh, more than all of that, man, we just say thank you. Yes, like, thank absolutely you so much, thank you. We, I'm still blown away. I can't even believe people listen to us. Yeah. Like, not just listen, but those people who listen, who don't, like, uh, who know us personally, um, and who are, like, coming to us and saying, hey, this, like, change this or do this or talk about this or I love when you talk about that. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all don't know what that does for it's, me. It's dope. Like, I'm not even a dude who, like, loves affirmations. It's just, like. I am. So, <laughs> keep it coming. I just love the fact that people are listening and it's helping. Um, even if it's, even if you believe that we're wrong, like, let us know. Because, yes. like, we're not, a, we're not. Uh, we have all the answers and we're just giving the answers out to the people. No, no, no. We are literally filtering or or unfiltered speaking <laughs> on microphones so that we can have dialogue in yeah. real life and in real time with people so we can have a better understanding of God and his church and what like life looks like from his from our perspective and like how we can help other people and how other people can help us as well. Amen, amen, amen. So, so uh, thank you guys. Yeah. Love y'all, and uh, we'll see y'all next week, man. Let's go. Just another brother off the bow. You ain't for the family, guess it shows. All these friends are low key like my foes. No, I don't wanna talk up with the smoke. Hey, hey, just another brother off the bow. You ain't for the family.
make Jesse shows. All these friends are low key like my foes. Like my